guys, it's your girl Naya. And we're back for another awesome episode of your favorite podcast on all platforms, Rant Much, the podcast for black girls that talk too much. <laughs> Period. You know you love us. <laughs> always, always. That part, that part. So, Tools, how are you this week? Oh, I feel it. Hey. Period, poo. Okay. What is code for you? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. I, 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 no, don't do that to me. See, you know science. <laughs> I'm dead, not on the air. <laughs> guys, guys. It's true. Guys, I'm from Michigan, okay? Us Michiganders, when we stay cold, it be negative. I get offended when the weather is younger than me. That's my rule of thumb. I'm 22. If the weather is not, like, warmer than my age, it's too damn cold. That's my rule. What? <laughs> what is it? What is it? I need to know. Okay, that's still cold. That's still cold. I don't really rock with that either. That is cold. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead. Go economy. Yay! <laughs> oh yeah um honestly y'all me and julie did my check-in before this podcast even started y'all <laughs> like i'm not about to hold y'all up i was like Tuli, i just feel so upset about this situation that just happened anyways my life is great it wasn't going so great in the beginning of the day i was very upset I was just annoyed. You know how you're annoyed to be annoyed? And I always think the song by Monica is just one of them days. Like, it really felt like that. Like, I just wanted to be mad about everything and anything. And what's funny is, as an actress, and this might sound the weird, like the weirdest, like, this girl needs to go see a doctor. And I do have a therapist, so just beware. Um, I do this thing where if I'm driving, if I'm sitting alone somewhere, if I'm thinking about something, if I'm writing something, it, it doesn't matter. Especially when I'm driving, because I, I love driving and I'm always going somewhere. I will imagine a situation that would cause me to have to use the emotions that I'm currently feeling that are upsetting me. And I imagine how I would react to that situation. And at least it allows me to get the emotions out. And I kind of act out the situation. Like for me, like today I was literally crying in my car because I didn't know why I was so upset. I just knew I was stressed and I was anxious. And I really was like, 
a little depressed. Like I was not great. I was very irritable and I didn't exactly know why. And I thought about a situation where I would feel like that. And next thing you know, like I'm crying in my car, like, damn, that really is, that would really kill me if that happened. And at the same time, after it was all over and I was done with that little acting exercise moment, like I was, I was better. I actually did feel better. So I don't know. It's interesting for me to try and do different like mental games like that, because sometimes you don't know why you're upset. You just know that you don't feel like yourself. And I just wanted to feel a little bit closer to myself, but I'm ending the day feeling a lot closer to myself and also recognizing that everyone is human and everyone makes mistakes and that is okay. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just went from one recording to this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I hate that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. When does the shit show end? Like, yeah, I feel that. It never ends. Yay. Yeah. Oh, no. Amen. Amen. Well, as you all can see inside of the, um, not the captions, the title, um, we are talking about like, oh, so you think I'm crazy now? So, now I'm crazy. You you think I'm crazy? Wow, that's crazy. That's that's usually my response to that. It's like, oh, that's crazy that you think I'm crazy. But anyways, for those of you who don't know what the hell we talking about, which you should, uh, we are talking about the crazy black girl stereotype and where it shows up in our lives in the world around us. So, Tools, when was the first time that you came in contact with the crazy black girl trope? Okay. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Brazil, we know that you're Yes. Love her, love her. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Mostly written by men. Yep. <coughs> Teleper. She always deserved that shit, bro. She just didn't know she deserved that shit. We love the bougie black woman stereotype, though. Yeah. Um, I have to agree. I think a lot of it, I grew up, we both grew up in like a white school system, right? So for me, I was always one of three black girls. Um, and I, I'm like brown, fair. Me and Tilly are pretty close in skin tone. Um, so like, depending on where I am in the world, some might say I'm racially ambiguous. But like here in America, they're like, you black, right? So um, a lot of that played into the fact that people would not deem me as like, the really black girl, right? Like, as problematic as that is, that's the reality of the situation. I, I talked, quote unquote, white. Um, I, I was very uncomfortable with people being really loud, especially if they were black. I always used to feel like, especially like in college specifically, like I remember if somebody was being really loud, it would make me uncomfortable if I turned and was like, please don't let them be black. And then I turned around and they were, um, which is also very problematic, right? So like I've been conditioned to think that there is something wrong with my loudness. However, it took a mentor slash um, supervisor to say, I think people have been um, stereotyping you and giving you microaggressions since you got here and probably before because they assumed my passion and my verbalness um, to express my opinion as a threat. Um, in some cases, they used it as like a tool to get their point across when they didn't have the courage to do it themselves. And other times they used it as a weapon against me to make it seem like there was something wrong with me being able to be articulate and express myself. Um, and just because you're not a combative person and I don't mind conflict in general, like generally speaking right there, I definitely have my moments, right? I'm human, but generally speaking, I don't mind conflict. If there's something where we can talk it out, I will talk it out and keep it moving. It's just not that deep for me. If I'm not going to die over it, I can talk it out and keep it pushing. Um, but for some people, it literally is a emotional distress 
for them to say how they feel. Typically white women, but that has nothing to do with I know here nor there. That is a stereotype that I need to deal with my dog on. So, but with that, um, and then also the narrative on TV, as well as um, I grew up in a very close knit family, and my uncles have been like my dad. I have a dad. He's very. He's been very active in my life, especially when I was younger. Um, and we did have a really close relationship, but I got the benefit of getting dad pluses, as I like to call them, because they were so protective of me. Well, some of those uncles, all of those uncles, <laughs> in some regards, fell, you know, not so on the straight and narrow path of the perfect spouse or the perfect partner, all these other things, right? And so the younger of my uncles would sometimes say, like, yeah, be talking about their girlfriend, whether current or past and be like oh yeah she crazy man and as I'm listening to the story some of those same girlfriends were mentors for me were like big sisters because y'all had been together for years right and so I've gotten the story from her of what happened and then I'm getting the story from you of what happened and I'm looking like she's so crazy you crazy that you think it's okay to call her crazy for your shit that you just don't want to be held accountable for and I've learned very quickly that there were certain things I didn't want to put up with, right? Um, when my parents split, there were certain things that my mom was straight up like, your dad is looking at me like I'm crazy. She didn't say it exactly like this, but this is pretty much what it felt like. Of like, your dad is looking at me like I'm crazy for da-da-da-da-da. And he did da-da-da-da-da, you know? And so I learned very early on, crazy is this term that we put on black women when we don't want to be held accountable for our own shit. We put it on them to deal with our baggage because it's easier for us to blame the victim than for the person who was the oppressor to the victim, right? And so I had to learn that from a really young age, even going into dating, of feeling like it's okay for me to express my emotions. But there, I mean, I'm talking about in high school. My high school sweetheart made me feel crazy for wanting to plan a future with him. Like, I was literally explaining to other people, no, it's completely okay that he doesn't want to be with me in the long term. I just understand he's going through a lot right now. His family is going through a divorce. So maybe bringing up a family just, it's too much for him right now. Yeah, maybe too much for him right now, but it wasn't too much for me. My family was also going through a breakup. My dad literally got remarried in the span of a week during the time that we were together. And I still was... Yes. Thank you. No. Now because you don't want to do yeah, yeah, yeah. That's valid. Yeah. That's the problematic part. Yeah. Yeah. 
We were in a whole, we were in a whole relationship, y'all. Like I've been in situationships thereafter, but specifically in this situation that I'm talking about, we were actually in a relationship. Like we actually said, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. Again, situationships been in those same situation. You're gaslighting me and calling, even if you're not saying it, you're acting like I'm crazy for when your actions and your words don't line up. So whether you actually say, man, she crazy or no, you literally catch an attitude with me when I hold you accountable for your actions and your words not matching up. And God forbid I do that because then I'm not adding up to your reality that you want us to live in. That's not cool. And for me, I feel like that's, it's not even a feel. I know now that I'm older that that is gaslighting. That is gaslighting pre the context of an abusive relationship where he's putting his hands on me there are other forms of emotional abuse gaslighting is one of them calling me crazy is gaslighting me you are invalidating my feelings no Yeah. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before it was common for us to talk about trauma, first of all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, same. <laughs> same. Bro, is that a dad thing or what, bro? My dad is the same way. <laughs>
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then how would you take it? Yeah. Part of the life lesson is also learning how to fail and fail successfully. So I get that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I feel that. No. Mm. Yeah. Two plus two equals four for him. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rainbow. <laughs> it's a rainbow, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that as you're describing, I also have been gaslit by my actually, I know I've been gaslit by my dick because that was like my that was my phrase at the beginning of this year was like I just don't want to tell him how I feel about stuff really because I just don't want to be gaslit. Like it's I was telling my mom the other day I was like there is my reality of the world and then there's my dad's reality of the world and sometimes people's reality of the world this isn't specific necessarily to my family but just in general what I've learned is your reality to the world may be different from someone else's and the truth lies someone in there but sometimes the truth cannot be seen by both of you it takes maturity to see the reality of everyone involved, right? To uh, to hold the same weight as your reality and someone else's takes maturity. First of all, if you don't check that box, good luck with the rest. But once you check that box, being able to have the maturity and say, my truth is right and so is your truth, and the absolute truth is somewhere there in the middle and I can live with that, some people can't live with that. If you can't check the maturity box, they are not in the, they are not capable it's not necessarily that they're unwilling they may not literally be emotionally capable to understand the absolute truth because the absolute truth requires some people to be held accountable for their actions and that is painful like imagine someone telling you you lied to them in front of 10 different people even if that's not actually what you're doing Imagine that that's what it feels like for that person who is already mentally not mature enough to deal with the actual situation. You're now telling them that they're a bad person or the things that you're listing off that they're done would usually be inside of the bad person category. It's like why people don't like being told they're racist. 
They can't mentally comprehend the fact that they would be someone whose grandparents... Racism for white people is like, oh, my grandparents had slaves. My grandparents didn't have slaves. I came over here on Ellis Island. That's not really the point. (laughs) You're still benefiting from those same white people who did have slaves. And you didn't stop it. And you were around for Jim Crow and still didn't give a single shit. So, no, you may not have been those type of white people, but I don't think your your family would have stopped the lynchings either. So, um, I'm gonna need you to come to grips with reality and then we can talk, right? So, that's what I mean by it's something very simple as sometimes people just can't handle the truth and not in the jokey jokey way. Like, quite literally, some people's whole ego is based off of the fact that they're a good person and when you call that into question you're calling into question who they are and you have to forgive them for that and say actually I understand where you're coming from that's not me so I'm gonna remove myself from you but peace and blessings to you and I hope you learn how to deal with that and keep it moving Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to recognize yourself as a human being. Yeah, and that's okay. I wish we would normalize the fact that it's okay to have inner work to do. It's okay to not be a perfect human. Trauma, all of that stuff, welcome to the fact that we all have it. We all have mommy and daddy issues or family issues. So it's not about being perfect. It's about how can I not hurt the next person I come in contact with, with the shit I got. (laughs) Just that. It's literally just that. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Y'all look, they ain't never said it to my face, but then again, I'm the one to pop off. Like, and actually I immediately think of, (laughs) I really am. I will look you dead in your face and be like, what did you just say to me? Like, I'm just not, I'm not that person. I I can't. And sometimes I'm not. Sometimes it just rolls off of me. But typically those are the moments when it hasn't processed in my head what just happened. It's like when you have a microaggression, be like, did they really just say that? Like, that's really how it'd be for me sometimes. And I process very slowly things around me because I'm always observing and always being analytical of the people around me and the things that are happening type thing. So it, it takes me a minute. I'm like a computer, quite literally. Um, but I would say, yeah, I have in the most specific position situation that I think I remember close enough to this stereotype, right? I had this boy that I had a crush on and I feel like in like a month, all the girls in my homeroom, this was in middle school, y'all, FYI, all the girls in my homeroom had a crush on this boy and he was the cutest guy in our class. Let's, let's be honest. He really was. 
But that didn't mean he... But he was a jerk. I'm going to be honest. He was a jerk. Let me clarify. He was the cutest guy in our class, and he knew it. His older brother was the cutest guy in eighth grade. They were two years apart. And they were like... They were like the cute brother duo. They didn't really get along that well, but they knew they were attractive black guys. Um, And then... I feel like that, like, for a few months, girls were just going through the rotation of liking this boy and, like, being around him type thing. And I remember, his name is Caleb. Yeah, his name is Caleb. And I remember, yeah, I remember, like, talking to Caleb and being, like, all flirty and we were cute. And the next week or a few days, I don't know, he got sick of me. He decided he was over it. He was over my attention. And he said something to me, y'all. I don't even remember what homeboy said. I don't remember. I just remember seeing red. Hello. However, <laughs> I don't remember what was said. All I remember is what I did. It was in the middle of math class. It was quiet. Caleb did something, and I asked somebody across the room to switch seats with me because I was five seconds from cussing this boy out. And that was the year I found out that it was okay to yell at your classmates in class because I was finally going to a predominantly black school and everybody around me was acting up when they wanted to, so I could too. So Caleb said, exactly. So Caleb did something. He said something stupid. And I was switching seats and I all I remember saying is, what you got to say about me, you can say it to my face. Don't turn the other way. <laughs> you can say it to my face. Y'all, I'm yelling across the across the aisle way of our chairs and desks at this boy, right? No, I'm I'm in six. I'm eleven. I'm eleven years old. My teacher is at her desk, y'all. She stopped teaching class. She left us to go do work. She's sitting right there looking at this. She let watch all of this happen. Homeboy wanted to be disrespectful, and I'm like, you can't sit up here and act like you don't like me today just because Logan, the the mean girl in our class, says some shit about me. You don't get to all of a sudden be on her side when just last week you was all huggy huggy kissy kissy up on me. So I'm gonna need you to chill that out, playboy. Like I was not having it. I don't even remember what he said to this day. I just remember I was mad. Don't come for me. I will come for you. <laughs> Period. Period. And I still am 22 and ready to go. Let's go. I will call. I will run you for filth. I'm so sorry. And I'll do it in the most loving way possible. I want you to be a better person. I'm helping you out. You're welcome. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you were always so nice. <laughs> Oh, absolutely not. Tuli, what? <laughs> I'm literally looking around my room like, what did she just say to me right now? <laughs> Bro.
That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Bro, I can't. That's fair. That's fair. Tuli. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, that's fair. That's valid. That's valid. I feel that. Well, he should be. <laughs> you should. He should be. Oh Lord. Oh girl. <laughs> Not you being that woman. Not you doing that. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I initiated violence. And then when you chose violence, I looked at you like you was crazy. Like how dare you choose violence? <laughs> I feel that. That's true. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. It's real though. I think people know when you choose your partner, you know your your partner's like triggers and you know their temper. So you sign up for that. Like you signed up for that when you was dating them because that's how they were when you were dating them. So why would they all of a sudden be somebody else, right? But I think <laughs> Yeah. I think for me <laughs> When I when I'm quiet, that's when you should be concerned. I feel like I'm that person. When you're talk, that's the thing. You can raise. Actually, I'm gonna take that back. There are like two different phases. If you're yelling at me or raising your voice, I may pop back. Or there's a version of me that is either quiet and analyzing how not to cuss you out, or there's the version of me that is kind of like timid like should I say that do I say what I'm really thinking so I will say there are variety there I have layers to who I am right I'm a human being so like there are some times where I'm like uh, I don't know if I should say that because I don't because I don't want to be like I don't want to be labeled as crazy right and then there's the other part of me that's like uh you really just said that I'm gonna let you finish because when you're done oh you about to get this and I hope you know when I'm done with you you're gonna feel like the little boy you are because I'm coming for your throat, which is also something I need to work on because I recognize when I get a partner for the long term, he gonna be looking at me like, okay, you ain't have to do all that. And I don't know if I feel safe. I don't feel safe. <laughs> so I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's us Libras, we need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also am the same way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It would be too much. Too much like fire. Yeah. Period. Mm -mm. Being held accountable by their friends. You sitting in a circle and being like, actually, your that advice is valid. However, I think you also should take your own advice because da 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 da. Men would be ready to scrap, bro. Do you know how many fist fights would be ready to go if men were like actually holding their friends accountable? Like, can we normalize holding your friends accountable and it not be the end of the world? If they're really your friends, you should be able to tell them how you feel about their actions. I'm sorry. Tell your friends the truth so I don't have to. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, yes. Anything. Anything. <laughs> Anything. And sports. <laughs> Nothing to do with those things. they have female friends that know everything I'm actually as you were saying I'm like that's why my male friends come to me that makes sense now because they're male friends they aren't having me they don't at least it's not the same conversation I'm going to challenge them they know that about me I'm going to challenge you the way you're thinking and how you feel and I'm not saying how I what I feel is fact that's the other thing I'm not looking for a debate. If one of you all come in the comment section and say, Naya's point about this at this minute was actually wrong. I completely disagree. I would want to have a conversation. But that's the thing. I'm not here to debate with you. I'm here to dialogue with you, to have a conversation about it. I facilitate dialogues all the time. I'm literally trained in this. So I'm not looking to try and change your opinion. I'm trying to express my opinion. And if you agree, cool. If you don't, also cool. I like understanding other people's perspectives. Yes. And if we don't agree, cool. If we do, if eventually I come to your side of the fence, I think that's cool too. I grew, I learned, I, I considered someone else's opinion outside of my own. That is growth, that is maturity. That's awesome. Period. 
Me. <laughs> Can I just call them crazy? <laughs> Can I just call them crazy? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Bye, guys.